DJ Patterson, thank you so much for coming on Pints and Polishing Podcast. What's up? What's crazy, Not man? a whole lot, man. You know, just still working. Yeah. All right. Still working. Still grinding. And we've got Steve, the man from Shine Doctor. Hey, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto our podcast. I know you're right in the middle of a massive project. Give us a quick little uh, elevator pitch. What are, you, what are you doing on this uh, car that you got? This is a 56 dot Cornette I've been working on since Sunday. Uh, was a restoration, paint restoration job, with which uh, it was a massive undertaking. Uh, the guy had been to multiple uh, detailers, nobody would touch it. And so uh, it has the original, uh, it's a acrylic, not acrylic, it's an enamel that comes out of Ohio back then. They used to put on airplanes also. And the only way to correct these cars, really, in theory, because it's so hard, is to sand them down. And so I killed two birds with one stone because I had to get rid of uh, probably about a half a mil of oxidation off of the paint. They paint these thick. And wow. so I was able to sand past that, sand past the defects, and then rotary out the rest of the paint. So it's just a massive undertaking, and um, I'm pretty happy to be done with this thing. Well, thank you. I mean, like I said, I know you're right. You're towards the end of it, but you're still there. So thank you for taking the time out. DJ, I know you, what do you have in there? You've got a car you're working on tonight, stay in the late night hour. So you're also taking time out. Uh, what do you got in your shop? Uh, just say a uh, GT350 Mustang, Shelby. It's, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Mine's done. <laughs> Yours is done? Yeah. I'll trade you now. <laughs> That's cool. So anyway, thank you guys so much. I myself just got through mowing the yard. Uh, so I think, Steve, you said you mowed the yard yep. earlier. We have a tradition as I mow the yard, a kind of uh, DJ and I's uh, favorite little mix. So I've got to finish that off and then we'll get into our beer. DJ, have you tried the beer? Yet? I have. It's not, yeah, what, do you it's think? not what I thought it would be. So I thought it was be like a really like sweet honey and I was kind of, you know, hesitant on it. But it's, it's good. It's just a nice summer beer. So it's Rogue Honey Kolsch. So, Steve, uh, we know you said you don't drink. That's kudos to you. Um, but so we wanted to still get a beer from somewhere up in your area. Yeah. And so uh, Rogue yeah. is, a, is a brewery up by you. I think they're in Washington. Uh, I'm not not a Rogue, it's in Oregon. So it's a Rogue River. Yeah. Oregon, yeah. Right on the uh, – it's right on the border of Oregon and Washington. It's a very popular river, actually. Cool. All right. So let's dive in. Steve, tell us, you know, uh, you know, I know you, we've done a couple different little uh, Instagram stories or Instagram lives together. Um, but tell, tell everybody who you are, you know, who is Steve? How'd you get started? Why'd you get into detailing? Give us, give us a little pitch. On, you know, what's the story behind Steve? <laughs> So uh, I, uh, I, I guess I'm 40, I'll be 41 this month. And, uh, and I've been uh, detailing off. I was really old. Um, really was a detail. I was doing work and uh, full full restoration jobs on hot rods growing up with my dad. And uh, he'd have me uh, stand on cars when I was five or six years old and uh, polish out with a rotary at seven. So it's just kind of an extension. And it's something I've been doing for a long time. And uh, I left I left it all together and 
pursued other careers like law enforcement and uh, working higher. Hey, sorry, I'm getting a lot of background noise from somebody. So it's definitely me getting another beer. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't hear everything you were saying. So, anyways, um, yeah. So I did a lot of restoration work with my dad as a kid, and uh, I left I left doing kind of restoration and detailing um, all together, and I would. I went to, you know, your day-to-day jobs and stuff like law enforcement and the mechanic and stuff like that. And uh, kind of a drag because I get tired of people telling me what to do. And so uh, I quit my job, law enforcement, stayed home with my daughter and uh, got kind of stir-crazy and said, well, you know, I know how to paint correct. And uh, detailing is something I did on and off in high school for buddies and stuff like that. Yeah, cleaning a car is not rocket science for me. So I said, oh, I'll just incorporate both of them. And uh, I... I started my business out of my garage, and uh, now I'm in a shop. And, uh, so tell me about law enforcement. I mean, how long were you in law enforcement? What did you I do? I was in the Investigative Services Bureau for the Washington State Patrol. I did uh, auto theft and uh, sex offender crap and uh, just odds and things. Why didn't you like it? Uh, it's Well, it, that, that part didn't mind too much. The one I started getting into the uh, fatality collision like that oh yeah that's where it kind of gets kind of a drag and starts burning you out but um and then i and then i just straight up went into this public disclosure and that was really boring. so i bounced around within law enforcement for a while and uh just got burnt out and i did it for about eight years and that was done and i just couldn't do it no more so what made you decide like you just because you had cleaned some people's cars before is that we said is that why <laughs> You wanted to no. Well, what what really was happening is I, I had been home with the kids for about two years, and uh, and so I just was getting I was getting squirmish. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm just staying home all day. I'm not doing shit. What am I worth? And you just kind of you kind of beside yourself for a little while. So um, I was like, you know, I want to I want to do something I love to do, and I really like doing paint correction and. Uh, and so I said, I'll go ahead and do some detailing at first. I didn't really incorporate paint correction at first. Uh, detailing is a really easy way to start with, and that's what I did. And then I incorporated paint correction a, a, a little bit later into that. Because the, it, the detailing and the paint correction comes together because the car pulls up, you clean it, and you look at it, and you tell them, your paint's not looking so hot. You know, so they, you know, and you just kind of work with people. So, but now do you do detailing or do you only do the correction? Um, I say I do out of all of the stuff that I do, I'd say about 50% of my work is detailing and the rest is paint correction. So, um, yeah, I don't do too much detailing anymore. I'm the guy in town that fixes paint and I'm the only. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a great. So DJ laughs at me all the time because he, he will actually, if I, you know, I don't do a whole lot of cars, but I still do some. And if I do them and he catches me cleaning the, the insides, it's a miracle. Huh. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what is hell frozen over or what? What are you doing with, why are you on the interior of a car? Are you backing out of the yeah. garage or what? Why is the yeah. vacuum turned on? Yeah, there's, there's times, Steve, it's so funny. Like, he's like, you're not even going to like wipe down the inside. I'm like, no, like they, had me do the outside. Still pay him. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Here, here's the crazy thing. 
DJ will actually vacuum it for him. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I get. I'm like, okay, hold on. We we gotta do the door jams or something. But his clients will drop off the cars washed, already ready to go. Like, wheels are clean. There's tires shine on it. My clients, like today, this guy, it was disgusting. Uh, like, it's like a brand new Mustang. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Do you make your clients do that, Marty? <laughs> no, I, I know. Oh, say you, you, you have to. I know you do. It's you part of. This is part no, of their no, no, no. They, they ask you. They say. They say. Uh, so. Anything we should do before you bring it to you? Yeah, clean the shit yeah. out of it for me. <laughs> they sign an NDA that they have to wash it before I, I tell them it. empty out your garbage, man. If you want that, if you want the compartment clean, take that shit out of there because I'm not going to clean it if you got a bunch of paperwork in there. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, so I found in the back of this Mustang today, like 30 minutes ago, I pulled the seat up to vacuum the back, and it was the carp was full of like t- wadded up pieces of tissue with Ugh. blood on them. What? Oh. Disgusting. Yeah, exactly. Like wh- I freaked out. <laughs> I bet you Disgusting. did. Yeah, you know me. I'm like, yeah. That's just. I I I, I, about, I I went through about ten pairs of gloves after yeah. I saw that. Like, good yeah, time. Disgusting. Nice. Hey, so Steve, you've got a pretty unique logo, uh, Shine Doctor, um, and you got a pretty good story that you told about it. But uh, tell us again, you know, um, for here on the podcast. What made you choose that logo? Why'd you like it? What's the symbol? Well, at first it? I was going to do SNS with Steve Simmons. So I was going to do SNS auto detailing. But I was like, man, that's planned. Everybody does it, you know, or whatever. So um, my wife's a PhD, like center for disease. She's a doctor. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be shiny stuff. So I want to be a doctor too, you know, but I don't want to pay for the student loans. So I was like, I'll, I'll be a shine doctor, you know, PhD and something like that. And so that's where I came up with my name, shine doctor. And I didn't see a lot of people with the same kind of name. So I thought it was kind of unique and it's a name that you have to live up to. Um, if you're going to call yourself the shine doctor, you better be shining some shit. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, no student loans, so you didn't get any training or anything? You just hopped, just right, hopped in? right in, man. I'm a school of hard knocks. My dad taught me everything I know when it came to pain correction as a kid. Cool, cool. Um, so, but the unique part, so that's the name. The logo isn't like a traditional doctor. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah it's not really. It, it's kind of, I forget the guy, that kind of like the rat fink from the hot rods back in the day. That the, 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 you see it on a lot of the shit, stuff like that. I wanted kind of a crazy looking you know, creepy looking dude, you know, and so uh, that's why I did that one. And it was, it was bright and unique and a lot of people dig it. You know what I mean? I mean, I could probably sell shirts and stickers <laughs> all day and make good money just off my logo. I mean, I get a lot of requests for that stuff. Yeah, it is. It's a very interesting logo. Um, so did you go through and do the, you know, the full design work and go back and forth with somebody that designed it? How, I went with out? a gentleman called, his name's, I can't remember his name, but it's out. Of, it's Master Creations. He's out of Southern Cali. And he's kind of a struggling guy uh, with as an artist. Um, and I really liked his style. And so I sent him kind of what I wanted. It was a picture I ripped off of the internet. And I was like, well, I kind of like the way this dude looks. And he goes, well, I can make it way better than that. And he goes, if you want to uh, PayPal me 250 bucks. And then, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh man, here we go. I'm going to get ripped off. And so, but, uh, he put the drawing together and he had to look at it and I said, yeah, man, let's go with it. And he goes, okay, I'm going to create you a, a, a sticker version, a t-shirt version version, and then whatever you want to do for a website version. And it's 250 bucks. So I sent him 250. 
Nice. They sent me over all of the uh, files, and they're mine, and uh, I own the rights to them, and it's good to go. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't done that where I found somebody on PayPal, but DJ, I think you've done some Fiverr, or I did, uh, the way I found our logo is I did 99designs. DJ, what have you done? Have you done something like that? Yeah, we did, um, was it, yeah, it was Fiverr for a, uh, a side venture that we're working on right now. So, I mean, they did good. I mean, just, I mean, it was quick too. It was, yeah, and cheap. Yeah. I mean, of course, the more you pay, the better you get. But, I mean, it was, it did yeah, the job. Yeah, that's all that matters. I mean, my uh, the guy I found, he was on Instagram and some other detailer uh, had some kind of rendering done. He, it wasn't really his logo. And I said, man, that's cool art. So I sent him a message mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, bro, I'll handle it, man. You know, it's like, sweet. That's interesting. That's cool. All right, so DJ, uh, I cracked open the beer. I'm taking it. I mean, it's super smooth, right? That that's the Kolsch, which we were talking about when we were picking it out. Like the Kolsch is a great summertime. It's very smooth. What yeah, do you think? I mean, it's it's smooth. There's nothing that really stands out more than it's just a really smooth beer. Um, You're afraid of the honey. Can you taste the honey? I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get no honey either. But like zero honey, but but this is perfect after um, mowing the yard. Like this is this is, and that's what Kolsch kind of says sometimes. Like a summer after mowing. So what beer, what like, what exactly is Kolsch? If you can dive a little bit deeper into that. Well, that would be wonderful to know if if I knew what it was. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, is that the brand of the beer, or is that a type of beer? It's a it's a style. type of beer. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't. I don't we used we used to have somebody that would. Ian would start Googling it, right? Um, I was going to, but I'm staring at this blue Mustang that he has on his Instagram page. Um, oh, are you? That's a, yeah, that's a nice color. Sorry. Well, Sidetracked. Uh, the uh, lightning. I don't, yeah, I don't like the front ends of the new ones, but that's freaking I did sexy. a lightning blue one just before this one, and it's a cool color. It's a really yeah. cool color. Let me get some of your followers. Eight thousand three hundred and ninety-eight. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's funny that's, about that too? That's don't crazy. For nobody. They... Yeah, you, yeah. You're the guy that would you you you, you only follow seven fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can follow me, I'm but I'm not follow gonna follow because you back. They're just I just don't have time to put through a thousand followers. You know, I follow a lot of Hell detailers, yeah, and I follow some personal people that I know that I my cousin. That's the for ones sure. that I follow. And uh, but yeah, that's about the gist of it. And I don't awesome. do too much with that page anymore. It just kind of runs itself. I get about two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand hits a week on that page. Golly. It's insane. Very cool. That, that is crazy. So apparently, Kolsch is a beer brewed in Cologne, Germany, or something. Yeah. yeah, you know why you you were doing that? It's a Pilsner malt. That's why we like like that's the smoothness. So Pilsner. That's why you ah, like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's that American. <laughs> yeah, so this is basically like a German pilsner, basically. Yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. That's, all all, all beer came derived from Germany and stuff like that anyway, so. Yeah. All right, so topic number one, we got a couple topics we want to talk with you tonight. Um, and so the first one we wanted to discuss with you, you know, how was it detailing out of your home? You know, what are some of the essential things? Because there's a bunch of guys, like the guys that are following you, the guys that we DM back and forth on Instagram. There's a bunch of guys that are starting their detail business or they've been doing it for a little while 
you know, just out of their house. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you would recommend? You know, what's, what's some essential things that you did to set up? And we're talking ground oh, level. Yeah. Like when you yeah. were like, you're like, I'm stir crazy, but I want, so I want to start a detail shop out of my house. Like, what are the essential things that a you did? Universal cleaner, a wash bucket, and a vacuum. <laughs> and a washer. Nice. Free start. I mean, that's really, that's kind of the foundation for it. And you just grow from there. And as you make the money, you don't go out and buy a bunch of frivolous shit, you know, like, oh, the watch, or, you know, I need a stereo for my car. You just keep putting the money into the business and the money. Bro, yes, preach. So. But so you start, that's the way you started with just three things, real basic things. I had, you know, yeah, I had probably, uh, I had some, yeah. And then I had some, uh, some, uh, M I think it was M 21 McGuire's, uh, sealant and a standard Porter cable DA. And then I had my rotaries and stuff from when I was a kid, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the gist of it, you know, and, and some, and some microfiber towels. I mean, you don't need much when you're just doing standard detailing. I mean, an interior cleaner, you know, and, and, and you just learn as you go. Um, so, I mean, and it's, it's just a, a process. And I think the biggest thing for people, is, like I said, is don't go out. You know, you, you get that check. You're like, oh, sweet, I just made $300 on a detail. I'm going to go out and go party on that tonight or go buy something. And, and, and you're sunk. You know, you just... You're never going to get ahead. You're going to be stuck in a damn garage the rest of your life. Some people like being in their garage. Um, I did for a little while there. It gets tight. It gets claustrophobic. And you start getting a little anxiety because it is illegal. Wherever you go in any state, it's illegal to detail out of your garage. If you're not um, – if they don't allow – so it's not zoned. I mean, you could detail on your private property, obviously, because you're not zoned in a, in a neighborhood. But if you're in a neighborhood, like I see a lot of guys – they're just skimming by it. All it takes is one person to call the cops and you're done. You're shut down. So, so I haven't ever run a shop out of a garage, but I detailed one time out of the garage. Yeah. Did you? D- yeah. DJ, you, you remember? <laughs> the Volvo? <laughs> no, that, that was it? a BMW that we did. Yeah. But, uh, that was my round one, uh, with, uh, maker's mark. And oh, I just randomly picked up a bottle and I was like, DJ, let's try this. Cause we had just started green clean, which is our waterless. And uh, this was like 2008 or nine. Okay. I just graduated. Something like that. And yeah. And I was like, hey, DJ, let's, we need to take some photos. Like that's it. Cleaning. And I was like, Hey, I'll grab a bottle and we'll just kind of drink some. And uh, we ended up smoking a cigar and just taking pictures and, yeah, uh, that was not a good night. That there was a lot of vomiting at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, he was in the doghouse for a good couple of days. Yeah, and I was in the doghouse. So, I I've never really done much out of my own house as far as detailing. I started a chemical company. Yeah, which that's fine. You can. It's it's when you get one started. DJ, what have you done? You you kind of started your mobile detail business out of out of your house. Right? I did actually, yeah. So the guys would like show up each day at my house, open my garage. Like I had supplies in there. I mean, it was like nicely set up, but still was my my garage. And like um, it, it it was it was cool at first because like we were in that like beginning of the growth phase where we had like you know two employ like two employees or team members. Um, it was all right because they were like pretty close friends of mine too, because we worked so closely together. 
when we started hiring more people and I started firing guys, like it just got really weird. So I had to get out of there pretty quick because they had my garage code. They knew where I lived. <laughs> and it was just like, it was super awkward. Like I'm in the house sleeping and like, they're like coming in at six forty five to get the truck and get the supplies and like go to work. And I'm like, you know, snoozing and it's stuff. Really so I mean, it, I, garage deal is cool. Detail is cool and all, but you're also welcoming your home. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Me. I have three kids. I'm right to the teeth, but at the same. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, want to yeah, ever get to that, but yeah, you get weirdos. I've had I had a couple weirdos come by when I was there, and I had to chase them out of there. Get the. I, yeah. I was like, damn, we got to get out of here, man. I don't like. It. And it's got yeah. It's like I got to go back to your house to grab some supplies. I'm like I'm like out. My wife's home with the kids. Like um, <laughs> I mean yeah. It's just like no, I'm good, man. So yeah, I and I was. Yeah. Only thought, but you'd still get the randoms that just want to stop by, and they come by, and I get people that stop by like seven thirty at night. I'm like, these aren't even business hours, you know what I mean? They just be like, oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> On my car is like, how about you call? Um, and I'm closed, and you know what I mean? <laughs> That's just weird. All right, I'm just yeah, chilling. Yeah. yeah, I get it. So. All right, so DJ, let's look at this beer. Mm-hmm. When you taste it, like when you drink it, what I do you mean, taste? literally, it's like it's comparable to like a Coors Light or anything like that at all. Like, like now that you said that, it like put that in perspective. So it's definitely like a, a normal Americanized beer you can get in any local convenience store. Right, but so this is a German style Pilsner. I think it's got more flavor than your, your like Coors a Light tad or a bit more flavor. It's more smooth. Tad? It's a little more smooth than your typical American Pilsner. Yes tad but it's like if you're gonna go I, I wouldn't go out of my way to go buy as a liquor store i would just go to qt and get some whatever i wouldn't wow. go i would never buy this again Uh-oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> i wouldn't there's no way <laughs> all right okay all right so hey topic number two steve we wanted to hear the story so you started yeah. out of your garage uh, DJ started out of his garage, and I guess the way I look at it, I started the chemical. Actually, I started of my, out of an apartment out of, complex. Out of my <laughs> if you really go back further than that, like I was in an apartment complex, is where I started. That out of. That's true. That's true. You're right. I digress. So I, I, I did. I, I literally had 55 gallon drums stacked on top of <laughs> yeah, each other in my garage. It was horrible. Like, like that's. <laughs> That's that's how I start. Like two young kids, and you walk out, and you're like, "Oh my word, what's that smell?" Like, "Oh, don't Break worry about it. That's just chemicals." You know, like it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it literally was. Um, and then I found I was driving through Jinx, uh, which is a town here. It's kind of small suburb of Tulsa, and I just saw this little rent sign, and it was a great price, and like it was a hole in the wall trash dump. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I should at least get someplace and get it out of my garage. So what was what was your story? Like, how did you end up moving out of your garage into your new, okay, so, uh, your new storefront? Um, even before I, I had the cops called on me for detailing out of my garage, I already had. Oh, you did? Oh, you, really, you had the cops called on? So. So what the, when they came, what they do? Like, you're sitting there cleaning a car and somebody. Cool, like the extra knockdown on that green 75 vet that stingray and the customer was there to pick mm-hmm. it up and the cop i just was opening my garage door and there's this bright ass 
Kermit the Frog green Corvette in there that's just glossed out. And the customer pulls up, and the cop's rolling by. He's just rolling. He's not even wanting to talk to me. And then he goes, hey, now that I've seen you, i got to talk to you. Hey, I'll talk to you about what, man? He goes, well, you know, i got a complaint that you're running a detailed business out of your garage. That is not – we don't allow that in, in this city. You have to go get a commercial storefront to, to do that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, I'm mobile. I go up north. I go all over the place. I, I, I was coming up with excuses. You know, oh, I just store the car, you know. And he goes, you know, I really like cars. I really don't give a shit what you do, but the law is the law. And so I already had this place in motion. And the guy that was in here was taking a sweet-ass time to move his stuff out. And so I was, I was scrambling. And by that time, when they, when they did that, really scrambling because i was like i can't there's no shops to be had in my area because of marijuana because marijuana what they do is they grow in the shops they they process in the shops and they even open up full-on retail stores in the in these shops and it's put a major premium on the shops around here so we went from 50 cents a square foot to over a dollar a square foot in two years so you're, I, I'm, I'm paying more for rent on this house, on, the, on this shop than I do for my house. <clears throat> and so. Okay, so can we pause for a second? So we recently passed here in Oklahoma a law prohibit, you know, allowing yeah. medical. Um, so, but, so explain that a little bit. So are you guys well, recreational or where are you guys at? Right, with the medical, that's how, that's how they kind of slip it in and start easing it in your butt. So what happens is get the, the medicinal going on, and then uh, eventually they full on, they pass a law and then they make it legal for you to, you know, for everybody to, to get to marijuana at a certain way, you know, and, and don't, you know, yada, yada. But uh, yeah. Basically, and so all those, all the growers just basically yeah, they took, took over. over. They take over the. I am, I am right in the middle of five major grows. It's like marijuana all the time outside. Nice. <laughs> oh wow! I'll be honest, I'm an avid smoker. I do. I smoke, a lot. but uh, but it's, uh, it's interesting, you know. So. I'm not, a, I'm not against it, anything like that. It's just when you're trying to start a business and, and you start seeing, well, it's kind of getting away, then you get a little bit. Uh, so. Yeah. But it's put a premium on shops. It's made shops scarce. And when they're building shops, they're tailoring to the marijuana. Uh, DJ, is that your background? Yeah, sorry. Um, Trey just walked in. We're just about to eat a late dinner and start working again here in a bit. So my bad. Okay. No, no problem. I just, I couldn't hear. Sorry. One second. We'll, uh, we'll get quiet in like two seconds. And we're good. All right, Steve, go ahead. So any shops that are being built around here, they tailor them first. So they're, they're exquisite. They got floors and, you know, all this crazy stuff you just don't need. Like, I just need four walls and a place to take all I need. You know what I mean? And uh, so they, they feel nice and too much. So I got really lucky to find this place. He's a local powder coater. He has a bunch of shops. And I kind of snuck my way in here without a lease. <laughs> I was like, and he caught me in here. He's like, what? 
What do you? Who are you? Where's the guy that's renting the place? Is that Paul? I'm here, man. I'm ready to pay some rent. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, No, that's not how I work. And I said, Well, you know, I I, I understand that, but uh, you need a tenant and uh, whatever it takes, man. I go, I got I got a year's worth of rent for you right here. Here's twelve thousand. Here's here's twelve thousand dollars plus another three thousand dollars because you're going to be raising the rent anyways. And so I gave him uh, $15,000 for a year's worth of rent. And, Whoa. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he's fine. But, uh, yeah, the weed industry is rooted up around here for uh, for the blue-collar guys that want to work on cars. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, how long was that process? How, how long did it quickly uh, shift? I'd say about a couple of years. Uh, because there's simply so many licenses that are distributed, um, and then so the grow they have a, a grower's license, and then they have a processing license, and then they have the retail license, and it's a monopoly. So you know it's not it's, so what they it's not a it's a so they go in it's a lottery. I'm sorry, I'm not it's a lottery. So everybody goes in and they fill out their license and then they do a lottery. They don't you know everybody, not everybody gets picked. And only so many licenses are, are had. And uh, what they do is, that, and what they're doing is, the city and the state are trying to coop, recoup business tax, and they get a lot of tax from this. And there's a premium on it because it's marijuana. And so they want this business right. because they want the taxes to filter back into for roads and safety and all that kind of stuff. So what they do is they get the they get that lottery going. Let's say they issue 75 licenses for each entity. And then they wait about a year and they see how things are going. They're like, well, the weed's really selling fast. Looks like we can give some more licenses. And before you know it, you're free like me. And I'm surrounded by the marijuana. Yeah, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it goes here because a lot of people are already going, you know, hey, what can we yeah. do? How can we get involved? So. It, uh, it would definitely be interesting to see how it goes here. And uh, I think we'll actually probably do a podcast on uh, the effects of that, uh, you know, especially as a state that's been so conservative and now they're opening up to a very, it's actually the most liberal law yeah. that was ever passed for yeah. medical. And it's like <clears throat> so, when it came to alcohol. Think of the millionaires it made from whiskey and, and beer. You know, when it was, when it was illegal – you know, everybody was still doing things under the table, and they had oh, the places mm-hmm. to go drink and hide out, whatever. And uh, same things with marijuana; it's making a lot of millionaires. So um, that's how it works. Yeah, nice. All right. So, what are some of the first things that you did once you got moved into your shop? You know, uh, you know, as far as when I say moved in, I, I, I anticipate to think that you took a lot of the stuff that you already yeah. had from your home. And once that guy allowed you to move oh, in and you paid him, uh, what are some of the first things that you did? So uh, it was a matter of just moving all my stuff over here. That wasn't the hard part. Believe it or not, it was removing me from my comforted area in my garage. Because I a zone in there. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? And I know, like, man, you take mm-hmm. what you learn and you could do it anywhere. Eh, you can, but it takes a little while to adjust to that situation. So I came here and I was a little sad. I was like, oh, you know, kind of a little butt hurt. I was a little pissed off of the neighbor that called the cops, you know, and, and you kind of, you finally just filter through it and you get past it. 
And uh, so I, I did a couple cars and it, it just kept on loosening it up. And, and finally I got back into my zone and I'm very comfortable in here. And, the, and so I moved everything in here. And my, my first major purchase that I did was I bought a mid-rise scissor rack because I'm tired of working on the floor. And yeah, that was the lift that you put in? Pound dual, dual ram um, mid-rise jack, yeah. And I can totally get that because DJ makes fun of me because when I'm going around, you know, I'm half the time I'm complaining about I have to sit on a stool. Like there's no way I can bend down anymore. He, yeah, DJ's what, 29? Marty, we don't have to talk about age in the podcast, okay? <laughs> and I'm 40. You're about to turn 41, be, I think, Steve. I'll be 41 to so, 20, <laughs> but uh, very fortunate, really good shape, um, better than. Better. Most twenty-year-olds. I'll run circles on most. Right, but at the same time, you yeah. starting to feel it is where I was going. Like, you, I think you had said that's why you put in the lift because you you got tired of bending over so, so much. Here's the other thing is that when you have a lift and you raise the, I'll say you have your points when you're correcting paint, your lower rocker, lower part. You can correct a car really fast on the hood and the trunk and all that stuff and pop because you're right on it. You've got to articulate to be able to bang down that paint. But when you get to the side and you get down low, it's kind of awkward. So it takes longer. But you get And so when you get the vehicle three or four feet off the ground, it's right at your face level. So you're able to get down, get that paint and get it corrected out faster. And you can see better too. Nice. DJ, in about 10 years, you got to start learning some of these lessons. In 10 from the years, old man. hopefully, I will be working. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan. I plan eventually bringing in. I got a mobile detailer that I'm going to try to bring in here in about a week or so. And a good interior detail. So, so on correction. But I think I. He- That's all you need is a good interior guy, I'm telling you, man. Because I don't really care to do interior work. I asset but i really don't want to i'd rather be correcting paint all day really like that's what you love to do that man that's I crazy love correcting paint. like all yeah i'm with i'm with you and dj you're the opposite right like you love interiors i'm gonna do interiors all day then do really? correction like for instance like today i'm like hey trey i need your help really bad today he's like okay what do you mean to do i'm like correct the paint i'll do the interior he's like all right i got you i'm like all right sweet like <laughs> perfect team like yeah. I, I, I work on so i do split shifts because I've got kids, I still stay stay at home with the kids. Technically, they come here. I have a nice common area living room, air conditioned. So it worked out well. So I do split shifts. I'll come here from nine to two. I'll go home with the kids for a couple hours, and then I'll come here to about five o'clock, and I'll work till two a.m. I'll bang on paint for thirteen, fourteen hours a day, or sixteen hours a day if you let me. Constant. I love doing it. Hmm. Hey, to each their own. Did you just say you will yeah. work till oh, yeah. two a.m.? Oh, that's my dude, man. What's oh, up? We that, <laughs> like that's what I do on a uh, probably once every once a week, Marty. Right? No, yeah. once once every couple weeks or so. I'll work till two, three you in the morning. A lot of the good paint correctors they work at night, and it's just it's the creature of the night thing. It's really interesting. Um, I I don't know. It's I have more energy at night when I'm working on cars. My thing is the phones. The phones don't ring. The team members don't have any problems. Like, there's no issues at all in the field. Like, it's just nighttime. Everyone's Everybody, asleep. Nobody's bought. Exactly. I'm in the industrial park. Yep. Everybody's gone. All you can 
crickets and me running my buffer. That's it. And that's all I I think the times I like to work at night are because technically it's off peak hours. Like that's what I just said, cool. buddy. No, if if you come in during the regular hours and I'm drinking a beer, that's that's it's not kosher. But if but if you're at ten or eleven o'clock and you're uh, you know working on paint, having a a cold yeah. one, you know oh, that's yeah. okay. I mean, I, I I have a kegerator. It's not here. It's at the house and. I do drink occasionally. It's not that I don't drink it, that I just don't drink a lot. I mean, I just, I was a pretty heavy And uh, my ex-wife at that, and she's kind of, I don't, I don't want to be any part of what she's like. <laughs> no, I get it. You know, we've we definitely talked about oh, my no, ex-wife. Don't give me some. No, started. please don't. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, so you you bought the uh, the lift. What else did you buy when you moved some, into the uh, shop? Some rubber rubber flooring. Um, and I just put everything together. I had the I had a bulk of stuff. I was preparing for this shop for a while, and I was just taking the money that I that I was making and putting it into the business just constantly, like in my taxes and putting it into the business. And I'm very fortunate because my wife. Because don't worry about putting any money into the household. I want you to invest in your business so it'll grow. She's a very smart woman. So I was like, yeah, I agree. You know? and, and it's very rare because usually you're not in that situation where your wife making triple digits. Usually you're both making, you're lucky to be making $60,000, $70,000 a year as a couple. And you have to put that money into the family to survive. And then your business never really gets to prosper like it should. Yeah. Steve, are you connected to Wi-Fi? Because we're I'm skipping out every once in a while. Okay. I'll get right next. Time. All right, we'll keep going. All right. There so, we go. Um, I didn't want to be opposite echoes. Can you hear me now, or it sound weird? Okay, so yeah, we're good. Yeah, so it's just mm-hmm. a lot of. I'm just real fortunate because I didn't have to put a lot of money into my uh, into my household, and so my wife makes good money, and I was able to just put my money into the shop. In the, in the business and uh, my business is, is grown phenomenally um, I got to get help here at some point I'm scheduled into the mid-September right now which isn't too sexy I guess you could say uh, because I'm so scheduled out but it is what it is and uh, but people are willing to wait for me because they're, they're it's where they go I mean the whole county they don't have anybody but me so how, so how long do they wait? Like what? Two weeks? Three weeks? Four me? weeks? They got to yeah. wait until mid-September right now. Whoa. Yeah. Mid-September. And there's, I've got two more appointments coming by tomorrow for scheduling, and they're going to wait till October. And they just, they just want, they don't, they want it done right, and that's the thing. And they're willing to wait. And some yeah. of these cars aren't daily drivers, so they're not in a big rut. They're show cars, so they're like. Whatever, yeah, sure. I'll wait. It's not a big deal. I just want you to do. It. But I do have people. <laughs> I do have people that Uber, so they'll drive their vehicle like two hours away from me, drop their car off, and Uber it back to their house, and then Uber it back when I'm done. And I had one guy from Idaho, which is another state over, drove his Mustang to me, stayed in a hotel while I corrected it, 
And then, you know, we got done with it. And I, I mean, by the time he got done with me at $1,300 for a correction in ceramic and his hotel I mean, and food and time, it's about like $3,000 for me to work on a car. I mean, that's just crazy. But he had to <laughs> let me do it. Hey, that's a, that's a good customer. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, hey Sam, Steve, what uh, what do you think are some of the pros? And can you you definitely let's start with the pros. What are the pros of if you're talking to somebody that's out of their garage and trying to move into a shop, or let's just say they're still in their garage. Let's not even go there. Say they're still in the garage. What are the pros that you would tell them of why they should move to a garage or their own uh, spot? It puts so, you in a different light. Um, because here's the thing: when someone pulls up to your own home, they kind of, they kind of, uh, he's working out of his home. Is this guy legit? What am I getting myself into? Uh, that's the one thing. Uh, when you get into the shop, you're in a professional facility. Um, you have the space, and you're able to do, you know, do different. You're just able to broadcast your business differently, um, and and you're not so worried. About coming by because it's not your home it's your shop so if they just come by you're like oh, whatever i don't care it's a business it's the way it is um so i mean that's those are some of the things that i feel um are pros the cons hold on hold on hold on dj what do you think like what uh as you moved from your house into a an actual spot and you're mobile what uh what do you think the pros are for people uh, moving out of like pretty much home base versus like mobile. Uh huh. Well, you, I mean, you were mobile the whole time. Okay, correct. but you were mo so you were mobile out of your house. Now you're mobile out of a facility, out of yeah, a shop. Yeah, it's it gives us a little bit more credibility in a sense. Like we feel a little bit more established. Um, kind of like we're actually, I mean, established is definitely I think the word for it, but. Um, before like people say, hey, we'll drop by and drop off some stuff to you, or can we just stop by and get this, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, oh, no. It's You kind of have to be creative with, with your answers. Like, I don't want to say, hey, it's out of our home. It's like, oh, no one's usually at the office during the day because we're mobile, so blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, yeah, sure, come on by. Like, you know, we've got, you know, a nice little office area now where people can stop by and pick up, you know, a supply here and there, or drop off a car, or, or whatever have you. Like, so we just, it's kind of a, a, just a greater sense of, like, it kind of created you a little bit more flexibility too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I kind of separate from the business more too and, and kind of give the guys some more, the team, you know, more sense of freedom opposed to just being up under me the whole time. Like I, I, I've noticed a shift in our culture since it's been here versus at my home. Like it's just, it's, it's completely separated. So yeah, it's just been great. Here, what I think about the best thing for me is that I'm able to walk away from my work and enjoy my quiet time at yes home. absolutely in my garage it's constantly whispering me from whispering me from every angle of that house come work on me come work on me and I, I would never <laughs> stop i mean i would literally i start at 7 a.m or 6 or 7 in the morning and i'd work till 2 a.m every night and i was cranking out more cars but i was killing myself at the same time mm -hmm. yep i get it all right so any cons dj any cons to moving from your house to a place? Absolutely not. No, there's, yeah, yeah. No. The con would, what, what about you, Steve? <laughs> Overhead. 
Okay, yeah, that's hey, what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, but I was going to, I didn't want to interrupt. I was going to let you guys go. Yeah, you definitely now have yeah, rent, like right? Fifteen to $16,000 a month uh, payment a year with the power. So that's. Well, my landlord's a dick. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah, tough. Yeah. Well, I'm on a well, which is nice. I'm... <laughs> We're paying. So. Sorry. My landlord's Marty. So do you. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he called me a dick. I wasn't going to go there, but, you know. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so you're on a well. So you wash cars with well water? No, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a CR spotless. A you got CR a spotless. It's a water filtration system for deionized water. Oh, okay, but the water still comes out yeah, of a well. Out of the well, but it goes through the filtering process. Right, right, right. I get it. I'm just saying, like, that's really cool. I haven't. There's only a couple people that I know residentially um, that you know they'll they'll use well water to water their yards or you know to do different things. But I haven't heard of businesses that had well water. How, that's a that's pretty lucky thing, thing, right? And yeah, that's what I, I, when I got here, I didn't know it had a well and the neighbor comes over and, uh, and uh, we were talking, he goes, it's really nice. I don't have to pay for water because we're on a well. Oh, God, I'm gonna go. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a plus and uh, you know, it's got, it's got a gas heater in here. But when you're working, you really don't need it that warm. You just want to take the chill off the air around here in the wintertime. And it never gets really, really hot around here for air conditioner. But I have an air conditioner in my office. So if I get really hot, I can come in here and take a look. Yeah, the other day I sent uh, DJ, I sent Steve a message. And we were, what, what, what were we, like 90, 98 or something? <laughs> 98 or 99, I think it was what, yeah, Friday? Friday? Yeah, it was either, yeah, I think it was Friday. And then that's when that little random uh, little storm went through with the little yeah. thunderstorm and it dropped down to lower 80s. Yeah, low 80s. Like we dropped 20 degrees. It was so wonderful. But what do you guys normally get? Uh, what, what temperature do you guys uh, get up there? We're pretty moderate. So we're in the winter between the 40s and 50s, and we occasionally freeze every once in a while. We get snow twice or three times a year. And then in the summertime, um, we're just starting to warm up right now. We've been in the seven, we've had a few 80 degree days, but, <laughs> but next, this actually starting tomorrow, we'll be getting 85s and, and we'll hit the 90s and stuff like that. But uh, it's short lived. So, because we're close to the ocean, so weather will push in from the ocean, and it's like nature got for in, for weeks, and then it'll heat up again. So you don't really acclimate to it. So you're like, oh, it's nice and seventy, it's nice, and then boom, eighty five, ninety hits, and it kicks your butt. Wait, yeah, but the most you get is eighty five, well, ninety. We, we do get in the upper nineties and stuff like that. In August, we'll get we'll get a couple weeks of it, but it's not the Okay, so that's not, yeah. I get it, I get it. All right, so, hey, DJ. Yes. Let's rate this beer, right? One out of five. Uh, Rogue Honey Kolsch. I'll give it a three. Okay. 
Because, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just a typical basic beer. Like that, it, it throws you off because the pack, like the, the label of the beer, looks like it'd be like a really good, like something's great, but it's just not so much. It's just as soon as you said pilsner and related to like a normal American beer, like it made sense. <laughs> so that kind of just threw it for me. Well, that's why I'm surprised that you give it a three because pilsner. Is Trey likes like it. Trey thinks it's you're a out. Five. Trey just Trey just rated it a five. Trey rated it a five. He rated it a five. He he flipped me off actually because I rated it a three, and looked at me like, "Why did you rate this a three? So, we're, we're going to go four since he rated it a five and I rated it a three, and he gave oh, yeah? a thumbs up. So we're good there. All right. All right. Uh, I'm probably going to stay in that same ballpark you were. I'm going to go at a three point five because. I mean, the coast part is good. This would like, I, this is actually almost even better um, than typical summer sandy, the summer shandy, because it's so smooth. Like it, it's so light and it's so refreshing. It would be really great. But the negative of the pros and cons, the cons is because it's so light, there's very little taste and very little flavor to it. I think this is why you gave it a three. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm going to go 3.5. I think it's a pretty good beer. Um, I think it's got a, a good, decent flavor. You wouldn't buy it again. I actually probably would buy it again because hmm. I think it's a good beer to crush after uh, after you've mowed the yard. I think the alcohol content on it's not high enough for me to rate it more than a three, Marty. <laughs> we're, we're in liquor store. I was like, yeah, Marty, it's like a 5.4, though. He's like, you're just I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I go for the high, high alcohol content beers. <laughs> it's 5.2, you're right. 5.2. Not, not high enough. It is what it is. All right. Hey, Steve. So this is the part of the podcast oh, where we're tabbing right. out. <laughs> we're tabbing out. We've had a couple of beers just at the end of the night. And, uh, you know, we're tabbing out. We might be a little tipsy. And uh, we've got a question. So there's always the guest has a tipsy topic oh, question. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to call it the tab out question because we're kind of tabbing out towards the end. And uh, so, DJ. Yes, Marshall. Do you have a tipsy topic tab out question for Steve? Sure. I will think of one off the dome for Steve. Let's see here. <clears throat> it's like what two thirty in the morning, Marty? Like we're, yeah, we're pretty drunk. No, 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 no. The uh, one forty-five. They close at two. So one forty-five. About one forty-five, one fifty. You got to tab out, and you're still sitting at the bar taking down your last beer. You're right. You're right. Hmm. You look over and Steve's sitting there. I'm like what bro, are you I'm like bro. Your name's the shine doctor, bro. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> how do you use that to benefit, like, you know, your sex game oh <laughs> with your wife? I mean, you got to use that in, and you've got to use that in a way, like one night with your wife, you know, your little tips and you're like, Hey, I'm the shine doctor. Let me shine that out. You know, come on, like, let's hear it. <laughs> I haven't really even thought of it that way. To be honest with you. Come on, man. Oh, I like the question, DJ. Nice question. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, she's a doctor? Yeah. Bro. Yeah, that's definitely like, uh, 
costume type uh, evening right there. Absolutely, man. Oh yeah, man. It's cool, man. It's a uh, it's a cool time to be had, and you gotta you, you gotta keep up on the game. But uh... you know what? You need to you need to take my advice and look, and you gotta you gotta figure something out. Because now that I know she's a doctor too, like you guys can spice some <laughs> stuff up. Your doctor, you know. <laughs> yeah. The question would be, who's going to be the nurse and who's going to be the doctor? That's a way better question, Marty. Good Ooh. job. It depends on who likes getting their oil checked. No! Oh! Oh, wow! <laughs> I think this is the best topic segment on the podcast ever. <laughs> That's awesome. That is perfect. Thank you for being right, a team so- player. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a great. Uh, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> uh, hey, Steve. So you're big on describing a lot in your videos. Like uh, when when people will go and watch your videos, you're very descriptive. You do a, an incredible job of that, which is probably why you have so many followers on your Instagram yeah. page. Um, I, my question to you: and This is definitely not the tipsy topic. This is just the the closing thoughts. So my question to you as a closing thought to detailers, why do you, why do you do it? Like, why are you so descriptive and why should detailers also be so descriptive? There's a lot of things and you're probably a little blindsided to the fact of why I do that. And for me as the top dog detailers out there and I'm not going to name any, they make it look like what they do nobody else can do bro oh my god preach i can do it want you can do it too if you apply yourself okay it's not something you're going to do overnight it's going to take time but i know that those top dog detailers those wet sanders those those guys they probably don't even work on cars anymore they nope they're employing cars (laughs) saying they did that absolutely i want them to know that this is the process, and you can do it too, okay? And you don't have to worry about bowing down to these top dog detailers, okay? I have respect for those guys. I talk to them constantly. They give me shit. But I came out of nowhere. I came out of, in the last two years. I came out of right, left field. And they're kind of looking at their scratching their heads saying, who the hell is this? And it, why is he debunking everything? And I'm like, this isn't rocket science. This type of paint correction can be done by painters and paint shops. And they're reinventing the wheel. They're not. They're taking an And that's the thing. So I think, I don't, DJ, did you hear everything of that? Or did it break yeah, up on your side too? No, I definitely did. And I, I'm like, I applaud you for even bringing that up because like a lot of these young guys like look up to these like big time detailers that are like, putting themselves out there as like, I don't know, like detailing gods when in all actuality, like, you know, they're really not doing the work themselves. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely heard of it. it. Is. I have the same mentality. Like, it's just, you got to be, I, it's stay in your lane. Like, I think it's kind of what you're saying, right? Like, just stay right. in your lane. Like, just, you know, stay in your lane, do your business, market your demographic, mm-hmm. make your money. Don't worry about, because honestly, I will be transparent. Like, I was that guy before. When I first started, I looked up the guys. I won't name them either, but the guys that are just like on this pedestal now. And now I know these guys. It's like, bro, you weren't really like, – you're doing something, but 
you're not really doing what I thought no, you were doing. No. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and I'm at, and not to put myself on a pedestal, but I'm at the level now to where I'm, you know, I'm that guy to where people probably look at me and say, Hey man, you're doing so great. It's like, no, dude, no, no. Like, let me tell you my struggles. Like there's so much stress that comes with having a business that's this mm. big. That's, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just not all like, it's just not all like flowers and dandelions. Like it's just not all like perfect. Like there's so much stress that goes involved with being like at the level that, that, that I'm at like other, other guys that are in this arena too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I heard them like for sure. Yeah, and, the, and the other thing that um, kind of killed is all-star detailers. They have great, they do a great job with product placement. Absolutely. The ones, and they all start with C's and we know who they are. And mm-hmm, they get mm-hmm. an all-star detailer, have them all over the state, and they have followers on, the and their product placing, and it and it sucks in. You're like, oh man, those products they're using, he their work. I want to be like that guy. I want to do all those kinds of. Things. You get the product. Like, so, and not to interrupt you, but I saw a post you put recently that was like a, it was a meme. It's like. Pretty much guys were asking you, hey, what do you use? What do you use? What do you use? And you're just like, hey, man, it's not about what yeah. you use. Just, like, just do the work. Like, don't worry. Don't yeah. get caught up in, you know, this product, this company, this brand. This, just do the work. Like, yeah. you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, if I can go back to where, you know, when I first started, I, I would just buy the bare yeah. minimum. I got so caught up in, in the, like, the, you know, this product for this and this for that and this for that and, like, wasted so much yeah. money on products and not like honing my own skill. No, you know no, what I mean? I know. And I know that not every product works for every type of substrate. And, 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 and that's the way it goes. But you don't need to buy seven types of ceramics in one company for each set. Oh, this no. one's for steel. This one's for plastic. That's so for- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> for that. I'm like, it's all, it's all SIO2. What the hell are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's, there, there's some that have different ratios of SIO2. There's some yeah. that has... You know, for wheels and boats and marine and stuff. I mean, there's that. But I get what you're saying. But when somebody can come out with a vinyl wrap coating and it becomes the SEMA product of the yeah. year, like that's a little far fetched. It's way far fetched. Like, far-fetched. yeah, way far fetched. There's it, 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 people say you can't you can't coat a vinyl. Yes, you can. Like, I've coated my truck with 105, like, and I do it probably once a year just because, like, I don't want my vinyl to fade. Yeah. Like, it's, there, there's no stipulate. It's like, you just coat it. Like, you protect it. Like, there's no, these vinyl shops saying, don't put coatings on vinyls. Like, shut up. It, like, it, 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 it's great. And it, yeah. and it converts the matte finish to a proper finish. Yeah. It looks cool. Exactly. It's like a subtle, like a subtle, subtle hint it of is. gloss. Like, subtle. So subtle. Satin. Yeah, that's yeah. my biggest gripe, man. And and I do it, and I I do I like to poke fun and stuff like that meme and stuff. Where got that goofy looking dude, and he's like, you know, what, what do I use? And I'm like, right. you know, man, it's not about the products; it's about who you are and how you handle it, and you apply it. You know, and I get a lot of questions, and I'll be honest with you, I don't answer a lot of them. I'm just like, hey, what kind of buffer is that? I'm like, ah, ugh. no, delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny so how how many dms from all the different uh followers do you get uh well for a while there i was getting between 75 and 100 every couple of days 
and now oh jeez because I've cut I just got to the point and I and I unfollowed like and they get offended when you do that. Oh, seriously? So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just block you while I'm at it. Wow. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, Steve, thank you so much for your time, DJ. Both you guys. Uh, DJ's in the middle of working, so he took the time out to come onto the podcast. DJ, thank you so much. Steve, also, you know, you were there tidying up. Um, a lot of great info on how, you know, the, the pluses and minuses of being in a shop or being in a home, how to go in a home to a shop. So, guys, thank you both for your time. Steve, what is your social media handle? I know you don't want people to DM you, but, you know, for people that want to follow you and look at your work, what uh, what's your social media handle? My handles? social media handle is just shine underscore doctor on, on Instagram, and that's it. That's the only thing I use. Okay, sorry, we can't leave it at that. Sorry. So why only Instagram? Because Facebook is dead, man. Facebook sucks, and it just doesn't work. It really does. And and, and I'm able to control <laughs> Instagram so much better than Facebook. Um, I salt the earth with hashtags, and it just works a lot better. And people are more into just flipping through stuff, looking at pictures. Facebook has ads, and just, it just goes on and on. There's too much going on with Facebook. Okay. So it's more, I would think uh, Instagram is, is more industry specific for our industry because we can showcase our yeah. work. I mean, at the end of the day, we're artists, the cars are our canvas. And so we can display on Instagram our right. work. And, and that's why I like it. Take a picture, you, you, you know, you, you write a little, little phrase and you copy and paste your hashtags and you move on. Nice. I that's just you're the first person that's only ever had yeah, that's Instagram. It, man. That's all I do. Nice. DJ, what are your social media handles? Uh personal's gonna be at DJ Patterson and the uh, business is at Eco Green M D is in mobile detailing. All right, and before we close, um Steve, I know you've tried to Come to SEMA. You want to? Are you going to be at SEMA I have this year? Massive amount of invites there, and I'm just trying to juggle the kids as usual. I, I'm I, I'm really putting some good thought into it. Uh, I think I do need to go there. Uh, a lot of detailers want to meet me, and I, I think it's feasible. Um, I'll know. Here. Just come Tuesday. I'll know closer. <laughs> that's it. Come Tuesday. Fly in Tuesday morning. Fly out yeah, Tuesday night. No, that's like, what I'm thinking. I'm going maybe for a day <laughs> the most. No, you can't fly out Tuesday night. You got to fly out no, Wednesday no, you're morning. Right. Wednesday morning. Yeah, Wednesday it's morning. All, it's in October, right? Yeah. So October thirtieth is the Tuesday. October thirty first is the Wednesday. You definitely have to be back for the thirty first, so you can take your kids out trick or treating. Yep. Exactly. This is true. Even though it's yep. raining. That's true. So, <laughs> so we want to, unless it's raining, right? Uh, we want to cordially invite you on Tuesday. October 30th, we are going to be doing a pints and polishing event at SEMA. And the first 75 people that come get to drink for free from 8 to 10 o'clock oh, cool. at the Gordon, Gordon Beers Brewery. Well, I got a little, I got a little uh, bit of knowledge for you guys. I've never been on an airplane before in my entire life. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I'm like John Madden. I'm, I'm a, I am so afraid of airplanes. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> So are you gonna are you gonna get a bus? <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm in Washington. I could technically drive down to Nevada. It would probably take me a day. <laughs> so, but yeah. I'll probably fly. It's, it's about time to break my cherry and get on an airplane. That means he's probably coming, Marty. Oh, I, I, that means he's coming. I do. I want to come, definitely. And it's just a matter of juggling it in my mind. I, gotta, I just got to coordinate with her. We've been talking about it. And she wants me to go. All right. You, you should go. I mean, if you're a car guy, you've been raised since your dad – Looking at cars, like you should go. There's there's so many things there, and you should definitely make it for Tuesday the thirtieth at Gordon Beer's Brewery from eight to ten o'clock. All the beer you can drink. Nice. Well, I'll so, keep in touch with you guys. And uh, tentative right now, but I'm pretty sure I'm leaning that way. I'm going to go. So, Heck yeah, man. awesome. I'll see you there. Hey guys, thank you so much for your time. DJ is always the time you spend. Thank yeah. you so much. Hey, Steve, have a wonderful night, man. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for the time, and I appreciate it. All right, see you. Good talking to you, man. Bye. Have a good night, guys. You too, bro. Bye.